0: mckinder radio listeners this is melissa calcara and i'm in the studio with aaron durant and we have a little uh, advice podcast for you today
1: hey guys so today we're going to be a bit more i don't want to say serious how about informative would be the word i would use we're gonna talk about um interpersonal relationships and when you think about that term you're thinking like what is he you know what is he talking about but basically, am. Yeah. <laughs> most people are just like, what, is that? what does that mean? It's, uh, it just basically means how we interact with one another you know, via verbal or nonverbal communication and what role that plays just with our relationships in general, be it you know, with your best friend, your mom, your boss, strangers on the street, just anyone you come in contact with during the day or night or however your schedule is pretty much. And there's actually a really, really good book. It's called um, "Louder Than Words." It's by Benjamin K. Bergen. You should, guys, you guys should check it out. It's uh, kind of just goes into basically. It starts off with how language is conveyed and received, you know, between people and how it's changed due to technology and you know just times in general. So that's a that's a good read. Uh, so yeah, let's just get right into it.
0: Okay. Since we're on the topic, let's talk about the relationship between bosses and employees.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I believe that the interpersonal relationships between bosses and employees differ greatly. You can have a boss and employee relationship where there's not really an authoritative presence from the boss or manager. You know, it's like, oh, we're all friends, we're all on equal footing. And if they have like projects or quotas to fill or things for you to do, they wouldn't, you know, put the hammer down, I guess, for lack of a better word. It'll be a friendly, hey, don't forget to do this, you know. But in other cases, you know, the higher you go up in, like, the corporate ladder, you have bosses, like, who, first of all, you barely see, and they have, like, this authoritative presence, and it's like you have to get these tasks done, or unfortunately you're fired, I guess, in that sense. So... Can you have a
0: boss that is your friend but also authoritative, though?
1: I think so. I think that it's a fine line, I guess, because you don't want to... Start off a relationship one way, you know, like, oh, we're best friends, this is what we do, and then kind of flip the script when, like, things have to be done. Um, I feel like you should, when first meeting your employer or employee, you know, whatever the situation is, you have to draw, you know, guidelines and rules. You can say, we can, you know, I'm I'm your boss, I'm your employer, this is what I expect from you, da-da-da-da-da. I don't want us to have, I don't want to be the commander-in-chief type, you know. And to say to your employee that uh, we can be friends and corrigible and I want a more trusting, close relationship. Or you can say, this is how things are done. This is what I expect of you. If you don't do these things, unfortunately, we're going to have to fire you. Mm-hmm. You know, Because I think now there's a lot of miscommunication in that interpersonal relationship, I guess, between boss uh, and employee because they may start off as friends and then the employee gets into his mind or her mind that okay this is just my friend you know i don't have to take this person very seriously and i feel like that can be detrimental to the relationship between employee and employer and also can be detrimental to whatever business that you know that you that you're in if Mm -hmm. that makes sense
0: so the relationship i have with my boss uh i work at a little ice cream place but she's not very authoritative but we have a very positive relationship but that has some issues Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, we like to go out a lot to eat after we get off work, because usually the last one's there. And a few people came in and asked if we were still dating. Okay. And my boss is a female.
1: it's nice, 2017. Live your life, man.
0: <laughs> but I am not a lesbian. Okay. She's definitely married <laughs> to a man. <laughs> but I think it just made, I don't know, things awkward in a sense, but I'm fine with it. I actually thought it was kind of funny. I don't know if she felt the same way. Okay. But- So I just don't know how to, I don't even know what to say back to that person. Be like, um, definitely not a lesbian, but yeah. But do you see an issue between our positive relationship that we have?
1: Uh, Actually, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because a lot of times when two is kind of off topic a little bit, but two people of the same sex are together a lot. People just kind of make assumptions, which is also another example of interpersonal relationships is how the outsider views the relationship of, of two others, so but that's uh, we can discuss that later. But I don't think it's a uh, so much an issue. I think it just kind of goes back to what I said about the the friendship between certain you know employees and employers. You guys are just you guys are just close. You know, you have a more personal relationship, and it's just it's viewed differently because obviously you guys know that she's clearly married. You're clearly you know not a lesbian, so like you guys don't even. Within, within your relationship, you guys don't even think about stuff like that. But I can the...
0: definitely see why people thought that. Though. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> we do have a weirdly
1: okay, connected close. relationship. Okay, okay, okay. Weirdly close. I feel like, like I said, it's just, it's just how the outside world views it. And at the end of the day, uh, I guess communication is always important. But then even in that sense, I guess when you are – in a relationship with someone, obviously, it doesn't have to be sexual or romantic. It can be friendships, you know, like we are. It's – you don't have to explain the parameters of that relationship to other people. You know, and in, they're, they're also allowed to have, you know, opinions about whatever's going on within that stuff. So it's an interpersonal relationship between you two, obviously, you know, friendships, you know, but also with employee and employer. And then there's also another relationship going on between you two and – the people around you, if that makes sense. So it's kinda just it just keeps going in this deep black dark hole, but it's just funny because you two know what you know what your relationship is. Obviously the managers, you know, the corporate of whatever ice cream shop knows what the parameters of the relationship is, but the outside world, I guess people from looking outside looking in, have a different view about it. And it's and that it's totally innocent. You know, people can think of what they want to think, but as long as you guys I feel like as long as you guys know what you are you know, it's clear that you guys are just friends, and you, you know, that's your boss, you're their employee, you know, but you guys are also friends. I mean, it just it just doesn't matter. It's just kind of an interesting web you guys got going on, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I have another, it's a bit of a tangent, Uh-oh. but I'm listening. The director of the HET, actually here on <laughs> campus, uh, so his employees made a little t shirt. I don't know if you saw this or anybody saw this on campus, but it says Obey, and it has a picture of. Peter Palermo. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Getting the word out.
0: I thought that was hilarious. But I don't know. I don't know how it felt. (laughs) (laughs) You were mixed about it. (laughs) But I feel like that's a little example of an interpersonal relationship. Like, if you didn't know the person. Exactly. Right. And you didn't know how they reacted. So any other boss, I feel like, would be very upset with that.
1: Mm -hmm. How so?
0: Like they would not allow that to happen. Like they would take disciplinary action. But, you know, I feel like to each their own. So
1: now Peter made the shirt or did the employees? No, make the, the employees shirt? made the shirt. Ah, and he thought it was it was funny or, you know, just
0: Uh I think. Okay. He didn't he didn't want them wearing it though.
1: Oh, okay. See? <laughs> it was
0: kind of like a mix, like, Oh, right. that's funny, now take it off.
1: Exactly. So the key, Peter is a guy I know him personally. I actually work for him also. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't get the shirt. I wasn't I guess I wasn't in the in crowd on that one. But He's a guy that the interpersonal relationship he has with his employees is he's in charge Mm -hmm. and he has strict guidelines for us to follow. But it's not to the extent where he's hovering over us or, you know, demeaning us or saying if you don't get these things done, you're fired, you know. Now, it is heavily implied that if you don't meet these certain criteria you're fired. But he's not he he's very hands on, I guess. He yes. won't just say, These are the guidelines, this is what I want you to do. If you don't do them, you're done, you know, you're X'd. If you don't you know, he gives you the guidelines, he teaches you how to do the guidelines and if you make mistakes along the way, he's open to helping you and, you know, being more hands on. So he he's also he's he's a he's a big man in charge, but he doesn't let that skew he wants quality workers and he believes in training said quality workers. So what and goes back to the, the shirt thing he wants to be, you know, the cool guy, the cool boss Ram. but he also wants but to... But he wants you to obey. Like <laughs> be a better word, yeah. And I think he also, he's also concerned about the interpersonal relationship between him and the clients of the head. Yes. You know, because he's very big on presentation. And say, we all may think it's funny within our interpersonal relationships, you know, within the staff, but say the older people... Who come in to you know see most of the shows? Now, do you, you know, think
0: they would have a problem seeing that shirt?
1: I feel like first of all they'd be confused because the whole obey you know brand and movement I guess it was after their time you know so <laughs> they would probably first be confused and then I think it could go. I think it's very cautious about it because it can go very negatively. Like someone can see you know obey Peter da da da, da and then it could just kind of really go south. Yeah, you know, and it'd be just a bad image for the head, and it would create more negative press, I guess. Unnecessary negative press, I guess. He wanted to just avoid it. He's like, ha ha, this is funny. This is great between our interpersonal relationship, but we don't want to branch it out because that will cause unnecessary problems, if that makes sense.
0: So another subtopic of interpersonal problems is compliments gone bad.
1: Compliments gone bad. How so? What do you mean? In what regard?
0: So I have an example. Um, When I was with my friend when we were little, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I remember this, but I do. We were in line to get food, and a lady was in front of us, and she was really tall. And we said, "Wow, you're really tall," and she got really offended. Oh no!
1: <laughs> she <laughs> <But> was triggered. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: was triggered, but see, if someone came up to me and said if I was tall, I'd be like, "Okay, thanks." Like,
1: mm-hmm. now would it be if it would you have the same response if it was a friend or a stranger? Would it make a difference to you?
0: Well, if a friend came up and said, "Wow, you're tall," I'd be like, you just know it now noticing. <laughs>
1: So you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't get triggered. Is what I wouldn't saying. get triggered. Okay, okay, so, okay. So that's interesting. So I I think it's different. I guess let me how how would I put this? Okay, so the interpersonal relationships between friends versus strangers, because there's obviously you know, relationships regarding regarding everyone, but it's different when your friend says it because obviously you two know each other depending on how long you know you guys are friends so obviously you guys like each other you know you tolerate each other you learn each other's negatives and positives and triggers and what makes the person happy or sad or angry you know just with time just what happens within friendships so I feel like her you know your friend telling you hey you're tall and you'd be like hey what do you mean you just now noticing that you know you won't take offense to it because I probably would if she was just now noticing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's say let's say but in the like, perfect world being
0: friends for like five years and be uh, like wow no, you're no, really no, no, tall be <laughs> like
1: Thanks for nosing now. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Okay, so let me use – I'm still using the tall example, but let's say your friend asks you to get something from a high shelf because your friend obviously noticed after five years you said a friendship that you're tall, you know, whatever. And they make a joke about, hey, since you're, while you're up there, can you get this cantaloupe from the top of the cupboard? Because
0: that's where I keep my cantaloupe. <laughs> exactly, right in the
1: cupboard. <laughs> so – <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever t- other fruit or vegetable t- 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 you got up there. What? Not right next to the watermelon? <laughs> right, in the you know the squashes and whatnot. But anyway, regardless, uh, you you wouldn't take offense to that because you know even though she made a a joke or a dig at you, once again, you guys know each other. You know you know what triggers each other and whatnot, and you know that it's coming from a, from a playful place. You know it's not coming from a malicious or mean spirited place. Now the lady. So that you know, that's you guys' interpersonal relationship. You guys know each other, but now when your friend said that to the lady, she doesn't. She doesn't know you guys. You know, you're you're a stranger to her. So, and you don't know all of the interpersonal relationships and problems that she had that led up to her being angry or, I guess, ashamed about her height. So then she took it as she heard that, and it could have a million things could have played in her head about you know her being bullied about her height, or you know people saying she's, you know, anything. And so when she heard something about her height, she instantly got defensive or angry because, once again, you guys don't know each other. And your interpersonal relationship is just that of strangers. Literally, you could say anything to her, and you wouldn't know what response you would get back from her and vice versa, if that makes sense. So it's just, it's always important to realize that even though, you know, we're all in our groups and our cliques in the world, even our interpersonal relationships with, with strangers matter. So it's always, you know, nice, it's always good to treat everyone with the same level of respect and, you know, courtesy. I'm not saying oh my goodness, there's a stranger on the street I have to sit down and I have to learn literally about every relationship they've had with anyone ever or even, you know, what's their favorite color or their, you know, their dog's name or their fish's name. It's just to just being conscious about that whatever interpersonal relationships we have, it's kind of a ripple effect because everyone has their own and it's just like a bunch of pebbles thrown in the pond. You know, like you have You and I have an interpersonal relationship, but so does, you know, the track coach and the baseball coach, you know, and so, and then it just kind of just affects and ripples off that way, if that makes sense, so, in that regard, so, if that kind of.
0: So, talking about this, see, when I was a kid, I was bullied.
1: Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. See, look at that. It was. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: I mean, I was never, like, beaten up or anything.
1: Still, kids are mean and rude. If you
0: don't count having a... Tetherball smacked in my face. I would
1: I would consider that. Quite often. Physical <laughs> <laughs> bullying.
0: It was kind of on accident, kind of. Let's just say I broke like five pairs of glasses within a month.
1: How many balls do you get hit with? <laughs> a lot. Oh, my goodness. Man. I don't play tetherball anymore. <laughs> I, I okay, getting off not. topic. <laughs> wow, sorry. That's horrible. So
0: I have what's called Dwayne syndrome. Okay. And it's where nerves not connected to one of my eyes. Okay. So, I don't know. Probably, you probably noticed that okay. it looks like I have straight-up lazy eye. Okay. Well, actor Whitaker or something? Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. He has the same I, thing? Yeah. No, I, he doesn't have the same thing. He has the lazy eye, but I got called him. Like, <gasps> people called me Forest Whitaker.
1: For how long? That's horrible. Oh, <laughs> see, kids are so <laughs> mean. Well, games. people are mean in general, I guess, but
0: woo. And, um, like, now I'm okay with it. I'm like, I don't really don't care. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine. But when people come up to me and they're like, oh, you have a lazy eye? They're like, it's not a lazy eye. It's It's, it's, different. it's but different, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I get kind of offended when people call it lazy eye. But I don't know. I don't even know if I should even care.
1: At this so point. Yeah. hmm But, I mean, that's another thing with tying back to the interpersonal relationship between strangers. You know, a lot of people are... I shouldn't say all, I said all people are mean. I shouldn't say that. All people are good and to proven otherwise. <laughs> but it's just that s- certain people approach things differently, if that makes sense. Now, everyone's not very tactful about how they approach certain things, and that's kind of a personal thing they have to work on themselves. But them not knowing you, they're just coming in and seeing something that's different from, from them, you know, and from the people around them. So obviously, they're going to be, you know, it's going to draw their attention. And I think it's just, it's not that it draws the attention, it's important how the situation is handled. You know, because like I said, you don't know, they don't know the interpersonal relationships you had with the bullies back in school, you know. See,
0: what I do, I just bottle it up until it all burst out. <laughs> and it's usually at like, my brother, my parents. That's a and I feel sorry for that.
1: Psychological <laughs> conversation, we'll save it for the next podcast. That'd be our, keep it, you know, let's make a note about that one. <laughs> okay. Let's make a note about that, <laughs> <laughs> about bottling up emotions and things like that. But, in this regard, it's just, like I said, they don't know the interpersonal relationships you've had with your, you know, your bullies back at school or, you know, just other strangers in general. So it's, it's you know, they don't know what's a trigger for you. So I think it's, once again, it's important, even if the relationship is with a stranger, you need to have respect and just be, I guess, mindfulness, I guess would it be, and just basic common sense. If someone, obviously, if someone looks different, you don't have to always point that out because it is i'm 100 percent sure they that know that person knows so <laughs> it's it, there's no reason to make it an uncomfortable situation for anyone else yeah so it's just kind of a
0: like they know you don't yeah, have to mention yeah, it.
1: it obviously they know you know especially if like we you know we're all in college they know just just know that they know if you know they know unless they have a booger in their nose it's like going up to
0: someone have you ever seen that comedian <laughs> that has the lisp uh-huh. People go up to him after the show and they'll be like, Did you know you have a lisp? And then he plays it off.
1: <laughs> people like people know, like I said, but if unless they have a bugger in their nose, then like politely pull them aside and say, Hey man, you got some you got some stragglers going on but that this regardless. It's just important to just just be mindful of what's going on and like I said, if you notice, I'm pretty sure they're gonna notice. Yeah. So and then that in itself affects the interpersonal relationship between you and that person because now maybe you guys could have been great friends you know but now that's always maybe right but we'll never know now because now you're angry and you know they've offended you so there's a there's a wall already up so now they have to tackle that you know how do you f- fix what they just broken before you guys even got to know each other so that could fracture the relationship before we even starts. if that makes sense
0: so don't point out someone's flaws yes because they already know
1: a very good closer to that yes don't because they, they, they 100% know and i would say okay if you point out someone's flaws, uh, let me reword that. If someone has a flaw and they reveal that flaw to you, okay, and like it's evident that you know the flaw, quote unquote flaw, if you're not coming from a place of, I guess, concern for that person, if you're not gonna help that person with whatever, you know, quote unquote flaw that they have, it's better to just not say anything at all, if that if that makes sense. Because if you're just there, to, if they you know trust you enough to reveal said flaw with you, and you say, oh my god, yeah, oh my goodness, I know that's terrible. You know, <laughs> that's not gonna help. It's gonna make it worse. You know, really you don't. just you just ru- ruin that interpersonal relationship because now they know they can't trust you with personal and intimate information. So if you if someone reveals a flaw to you, don't say anything about it unless you're gonna like try to help them if it can not be helped. You know, fix you know fix the issue or or flaw that they may have. Like, say someone may be a bit heavier, you know, and they reveal to you, I mean, it's evident to everyone that this person, oh, this person's a bit heavier than normal or average, I guess I shouldn't say normal, I should say average. Um, Don't call them thick. Yeah, well, that's another trigger word, I guess, for some people. If they, you know, they come to you and they sit down and say, hey, Melissa, or hey, Aaron, um... I'm having some troubles with my weight. Don't be like, oh, my goodness, I know. Trust me. <laughs> Everyone knows. You know, that is a – let's not do that. You know, they, they're they open to you and say, I'm having trouble with my weight. Just say, you know, okay, how – like, you're coming to me now because you want to maybe work on a healthier diet or a healthier lifestyle choices to possibly get down to what your ideal weight should be and, you know, open it up that way. Don't, you know, don't just attack them and jump on the ship of, you know, their – they're low self-esteem, if, I guess, for lack of a better word. So just—you never
0: know what people are self-conscious about.
1: Exactly. So pointing it out, like I said, without, especially without means of wanting to help said person, <sighs> just just keep your mouth shut. You know, the lips—they can—they can stop moving sometime, and that's okay. There's, yep. b- there's beauty in silence. I tell you. There is. Which I have to learn myself because boy, do I talk a lot. And sometimes I even co- I, I even go into those situations where I'm like, oop, I've just said too much. And then you know, I just, like, dig myself deeper <laughs> into a hole. And before you know it, there's no sunlight anymore because now I'm in a tunnel. But <laughs> so <laughs> that's just things I have to work on, too.
0: There's a point where you just need to <laughs>
1: yep, just z- zip it. Yep, and that's what I'm about. <laughs> I can speak from experience. And sometimes you can just not say anything and it can mean, you know, a thousand words. So,
0: yeah. Just say sorry and
1: mm-hmm. move on. Or don't even say sorry. Sometimes when I know I messed up, I just, i like, I say sorry, but it's as I'm running away from the situation.
0: It's just like, I'm just going to walk away I'm now. just going to
1: leave. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry you hate me. I'm just going to leave. So that's kind of some of my interpersonal relationships or interactions. And
0: okay. That is all the time we have for today. Yeah, this is good.
1: I think this is good. I hope I didn't, like, give terrible advi- <laughs> advice to I people. I think it was good.
0: Thanks for listening, guys, and stay tuned for more podcasts.
1: Ciao.